You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! They're gonna say it's in my head. It is just in your head. Please wake up. I think these dreams are the future. What if something bad is coming? See that? You kidding? Of course I can. What is that? an invasion if we stay here we die what's happening out there has been headed our way for a very long time i know what's gonna happen i need you to trust me you'll be safe they're coming in your nightmares Did you see them kill us? podcast from parts unknown a strange journey through the depths of netflix it is anthony lewis and glenn Beauvais back talking another netflix original movie glenn we're continuing our trend of talking about 2018 releases as there have been a lot of these things this year and uh today we are talking about the ben young directed 2018 sci-fi thriller film called extinction starring michael pena lizzie kaplan and mike coulter uh, this just came out uh not that Last long month, ago july 27th it was released so it's been out for a little more than a month uh I guess let's talk about it. Uh, I know that you mentioned something to me before I even watched it. You didn't sound overly thrilled with it. And I looked at the reviews, of which there are actually very few. It's it's strange how few people review these movies, despite how widely available they are. But the reviews don't seem very positive either, which is weird because I like the movie. I didn't love it, but... I liked it. I think probably more than most. Uh, but it is kind of like your typical alien invasion picture, but sort of flipped on its head. It's got a it's got a couple of twists to it. Uh, 
you've got uh, Peter played by Michael Pena uh, with uh, his wife. I think her name's Alice played by Lizzie Kaplan and their two kids. And Mike Coulter is not playing Luke Cage in this film, unfortunately, but is playing his boss, uh, David. And Peter keeps having these dreams of uh, terrible nightmares about lights in the sky and buildings being destroyed and all of this horrible shit. And it's distracting him from his everyday life. He's missing family appointments. He's, uh, it's messing with his job, everything. It's screwing up his relationship with his wife. And one day the dreams become a reality. There are lights in the sky, which are then revealed to be ships and there are alien troops landing and blowing up things and wiping out all of these people. And the ultimately the, the twist in this film, Glenn, is that the aliens are not really aliens. They're actually humans. The movie isn't taking place in the present day or even in the near future. It appears to be taking place in some far-flung future. Because Peter, his wife, and his kids are not humans. They are synthetics. They're AI. Uh, robots, if you will. And at, They call them synths. Synths. Call- yeah. yeah. And Peter's wife is... He discovers this when his wife is dying from a wound. And one of the human soldiers helps him transfer power from his body to hers in order to save her and when he does this all of his memories come flooding back in order and he's not dreaming of the future he was dreaming of the past when the robots rose up and they wiped out humanity uh, at which point they then with the exception of a small few erased their memories so that they could forget about this horrible experience and move on with their life uh, Mike Coulter's character David is one of the few who retained their memories so that they could prepare for when the humans would come back. Humans left the planet, they went to the Martian colonies, and it took them around 50 or so years to regroup resources to come back and retake Earth. And the movie from that point on sort of becomes about uh, Peter, his family, and the rest of these synthetics trying to escape extinction, uh, to a place that they can go undetected and also regroup. The movie ends with what... I guess they ended it in a way that it could potentially just be a close to the movie, but they certainly left it open to do more, I presume, if the viewing statistics for this one do well. Uh, this is kind of like every one of these movies you've ever seen. But I like—I I actually enjoyed the twist. I think they t- were telling it from a perspective that you don't often see. Because it's almost always from the person perspective. The humans have to fight off the AI that they created, but they rose up against them. And, um, you know, the people who didn't create them have to deal with this new problem. And it's about humanity surviving. You've seen it in a million movies. Everything yeah, it's just from- it's Flip Terminator. Yeah, yeah, it's everything from Terminator to Ex Machina to iRobot, uh, you name it. Except this time the film... Yeah, was... but they, they make these robots to have sex with. That was the problem with Ex Machina. Yeah, should have made a... them as sex robots. Yeah. Uh, Westworld, uh, you can go on and on. But 
this time they told the perspective they told the story from the perspective of the AI. Well, isn't that the whole thing of Westworld? It's to- told from the AI perspective. Mm, it's kind of mixed. You get like a mix of people and AI for sure. Uh, but at least in this one, you get the feeling that um, this was much more like the uh, Detroit Become Human game, in which you can. Uh, there's a lot more sympathy to the AI or the synthetics or whatever, as is the case here. They just appeared to be created and were human in virtually every way, but were treated as objects and rose up like any oppressed class tends to do and they drove uh, humanity away but not in like an evil we want to use you as batteries like in the matrix or just wipe you out completely like in terminator they just wanted to be equal is the the feeling of the presumption they just wanted to live their life uh, like in blade runner like sure uh so what did you what did you make of this i was okay I the dialogue got better, but man, it was pretty clunky there at the beginning. Yeah, so I I took that I, as a sign. I took that as like when once they reveal that they're yeah. synthetic later, I'm like that kind of makes sense because at the beginning I'm like, are they? Is this just are they phoning it in? Are they just not good? Why are they yeah. being so stilted in their in everything? Their delivery, everything feels kind of a little emotionless to a degree. Uh, and then it all kind of paid off a little bit later. So yeah, you know, say that, but that. like the other people that they're with, like the couple that gets blowed up. Mm-hmm. Don't seem like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the husband. Mm-hmm. Like he's pretty animated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really want to give it a pass on that. Okay. I mean, it does make more sense that they were playing it so down, like they weren't playing it up. Because there's just something like, wow, this feels like they're wasting Michael Pena. Because he's, you know, he's got, he's good with energy and that kind of stuff. And same as Liz Kaplan. And I'm like, this kind of feels like they wasted him in that regard. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what the budget was for this thing. Mm -hmm. But we've seen it a couple of times now at these big budget extravaganzas on Netflix. Yeah. I don't care if they're putting a hundred million dollars towards bright. Like it looked pretty cheap at times. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the same thing as this. I don't know how they, who does like their visual effects or anything, but I think they need to find a new company to do it. Cause most of the time it looks really cheap. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say the, it looked like a sci-fi original movie. Okay. See, so that is where I draw the line. Cause I've definitely seen sci-fi original movies that have looked, way worse than this yeah uh, i know but i mean like the ones that they put some money towards at the sure. very least like they're like i thought the costume design on the humans like it was kind of cool i guess oh uh, yeah and, the, and the it, alien then alien anytime alien. they got close it just looked super cheap yeah um i mean the the spaceships and stuff what little you saw of them um you know those looked okay for me it fell in between it's fire. Isn't that how we like judge if it's good or bad? Like the way fire is done mm-hmm. and the fire looked pretty terrible. For me, I would say like this doesn't approach Hollywood film levels. Um, but for me, it's, I would say it's marginally better than a CW 
DC show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, again, I'm not going to really hold it against it. I'm just, yeah. I don't know what the budget is. So, like, that other Apocalypse one, granted, I'm sure they're doing different things with it, the This Is How It Ends or whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, that looks actually pretty good. Like, the production value looks good. So I don't know what happens. That was the thing we said about Spectral. Like, it didn't look awful, but it just no. looked kind of cheap. Yeah. At times it looked very good, I remember yeah. Spectral looking, but it seemed like they sort of picked, uh, you know, did a pick and choose on where they were gonna uh, play stuff. And I thought the twist was neat, like you said, like the humans, like you've seen it from that kind of perspective. Like, I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna talk about him again, but the guy who played human, I feel like he he's kind of underutilized in, in these Netflix movies. Uh because <laughs> he's in a one we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's just... Uh, I, it, I guess I thought it was going to be more of an ensemble, and it just wasn't. It was just about the mom and husband, or mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So, like, I thought Michael Coulter was going to be in it more, and he's, like, barely in the thing. Yeah. But uh, also at the end, when the aliens... When aliens, I'm just going to call call them aliens because they technically are yes uh when the humans are busting through and like michael coulter shooting at them they're like again they wasted they did the whole dumb let's hug instead of just run onto the fucking train yes very soon i was kind of hoping they all died right then and there yeah but then they had that cannon and it was like smoking every dude that came out why didn't they have it pulled up more to to begin with Yes, and have that cannon because there was not a single human that was getting past that thing. No, plus that end, you've got that silliness. That, where... that, that was kind of weird. Like, why is Michael Coulter just shooting a handgun when they clearly have this thing that's auto-targeting pretty damn well? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, look, all those people should be dead, including David, Mike Coulter's character. There were at least 12 or so humans they were not shooting from very far away. They should have blown him away, and they yeah. shouldn't have been close. But you know, they did the troopers. yeah, they did the yeah, they did the Star Wars trooper aim where or a I actually I prefer the A team aim where because if you've ever watched an A team episode, you've got the A team on one side, the bad guys on the other side, and they're lighting each other up. Except nobody ever gets hit with bullets. There's just emptying clips and round. it's crazy but nobody ever gets hit with any bullets uh that's kind of what happened here i don't even know if mike coulter hit anybody they were just firing at each other and nobody was hitting anything uh you know i uh i don't have a whole lot extra to add and by the way um uh what's his name uh, uh israel broussard who played miles the human uh, that was not on purpose that he's in the movie that Glenn is picking next. That was, I had no idea when I picked Extinction. Oh, I didn't know it until he that, showed up in this movie and took off his mask. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's... Uh, also, that whole sequence of him tracking them, I thought was kind of stupid. Because why wouldn't he communicate with the other people that, mm-hmm. hey, these robots have my gun and it looks like they're tumbling this way? I don't know if his comms, and they never really said, but I just don't know why he didn't get with his group. 
Because it wasn't until later on that he felt like, oh, I didn't sign up to kill kids. Like, he had no problem with that to begin with. So I thought it was weird that uh, that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, They had some weird technology, too, those Martian humans. They, they had the the schematics thing that came up through, like, smoke. Like, he pressed, like, the thing on his gauntlet and, like, it looked like gas was, like, really... Or he was, like, venting gas or something. Yeah. But then, like, shit appeared. Like, images appeared within the smoke. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Glenn, would you like to know that when this film obviously released this year, was being talked about back in 2013? Hmm. And uh, it had been included on the 2013 blacklist of the year's best unproduced scripts in Hollywood as voted on by more than 250 studio execs. In January 2014, Joe Johnston had signed on to direct this, and in September 2016, James McAvoy was considered to be the lead. I wonder how different this would have been uh, with Joe Johnston directing and James McAvoy in the lead instead of... It still would have looked cheap. Michael Pena. Uh, although, you know what? I, I'm betting back then... Because all of Joe Johnson's movies look cheap. I was gonna say I was well. It may have got. It may have looked a little bit better. Uh, I don't know. Then, Wolfman looks pretty bad. Jurassic Park three looked pretty bad. Ugh, yeah, you're right about that. Didn't even parts of First Avenger looked kind of bad. Yeah, Captain America. That didn't even require all that much uh, in the ways of visual effects either. Really, no. But uh, there was that part where he jumps with the motorcycle, and it kind of reminded me of Machete. Uh, for me, basically what this really came down to was um, it's a pretty familiar story, but what ended up, I guess, winning winning the movie over for me was what I thought was a good execution in the twist. Uh, and for me, there was actually a couple of twists, because I, I never really saw anything in the trailers or the marketing for this movie that would made me think it was in the future. Uh, I yeah. always thought that this was going to be a you know modern day alien invasion type picture, so I was kind of twisted a couple of times, and uh, I'm always going to give some extra credit points when a movie manages to do this, and I don't see it coming. So uh, yeah, at first I was expecting incredibly generic uh, alien invasion type story, and instead I got an unexpected. Uh, AI rises over humanity story, but told from a different perspective. So, ultimately, I was I was actually kind of pleased. Uh, but I know a lot of people who watched it were not. Uh, for them, it was uh, for one reason or another. I guess they felt it was too clunky, or uh, it just didn't work for them. But I don't know. It worked it worked okay for me. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, the movie or any other things that you want to talk about? Uh, and if not, what would you give Extinction? No, I mean, not really. Um, I would probably give it a two and three quarters. Mm-hmm. I went with a three and a half, uh, which is actually kind of on par for most of the Netflix movies I've watched that came out this year. Uh, this isn't in our, um, actually, you know what? I don't know for the, the grand total of the, like the totality of this show. Uh, it, this is probably in the, 
in at least in the middle to upper echelon section of the other movies that we've watched yeah. and covered. Um, I would, there's only been like I can't really think of another one that we both said was really good besides yeah, the and, futile stupid gesture. Those are the only one that we both really uh, liked. And Imperial Dreams. Oh, Imperial Dreams, yeah. But that and, was I mean that would that didn't come out this year, so Yeah. And Beast of Donation, but Beast of Donation. Yeah. It's not it's not in that top tier. Uh but it's it's you know, in the in the realm of better things that we've watched. For yeah. me it's certainly not bright. Um you know, or uh Legacy of a White Tailed Deer Hunter, which was okay but disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for me it's it's you know, it's in that middle ground. It's right it's like right there with Spectral, basically. Yeah. Uh, they're they're uh, roughly similar in that regard. Um all right, so before we let you know what we're going to be watching next, uh, I'd like to thank the good folks over at Adam Tickets. Head on over to Adam Tick- or cinemageekly.com slash Adam Tickets or click the Adam Tickets link at the top of the page. Uh, you can also, while you're there, check out the archives of this show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher. Tune in, just search for Cinema Geekly and hit subscribe. And that way you can hear us come back and talk about the next episode, Glenn's Pick. Directed by Susan Johnson, starring Lana Condor, uh, Noah Centino, Janelle Parrish, uh, Israel Broussard, that guy who was just in that last movie we were talking about just now. The 2018 American teen romance film. It's called To All the Boys I've Loved Before. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about on another podcast from Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown.